What is Neuralink? A look at what it is, what it wants to be, and what it could be. When I first took science class in elementary school, we learned about the five senses. Maybe not too far in the future, that information might be as outdated as the idea of nine planets in our solar system. Sorry, Pluto. That might be thanks to Neuralink, a company that's been making headlines for its controversial brainship interface. On July 17, 2019, the company finally unveiled its hard work in a YouTube live stream. When you first hear it, Neuralink's pursuit sounds like it comes straight out of a mad genius's diary. Certainly, with Elon Musk at the head of the company, that image might not be a far stretch. But if you look beyond what seems like a sci-fi horror movie, you can get a glimpse of quite a different future for humanity, one that has a new sixth sense, Neuralink. What is Neuralink right now? Neuralink is a device that will first be used to help paraplegics with simple tasks such as using an iPhone and making mouse clicks on a computer by making no physical movement. To be clear, human trials have not yet started. Elon Musk and his team are optimistic about beginning by the end of 2020, but they anchor that timeline with the fact that FDA approval is not easy. So far, Neuralink prototypes have been tested on rodents and apparently even a monkey, according to Musk. The part that's in the brain. Neuralink does involve surgically implanting some components onto the surface of your brain. But brain implants are not new. Research and development have been going on, tested, and used since the 1970s. It's just that previously brain implants haven't been considered enhancements. After all, our brains are still a big mystery, and we have only recently started decoding the genetic origins of intelligence. Ideally, we would want to preserve the sanctity of this sacred chamber, and I'm sure Elon Musk as well as his team would like to as well. At this point though, it's not possible. They realize this by running a test using electrodes, which are devices that are used to detect electric fields. In the brain, electric fields occur when nerves fire messages to one another. Neuralink uses the electrodes to detect when nerves are sending messages to each other. One of the electrodes, we'll call it electrode one, was placed right on the neuron. Because it's directly on the neuron, it'd be able to detect any electrical field generated as a result of the neuron firing. Then they placed another electrode, we'll call it electrode two, further away to see if it could still detect an electric field from that neuron firing. If it could, they moved it further and further until a point where electrode two could no longer detect the neuron's electrical signal. At that point, electrode one would report that the neuron is firing, but electrode two wouldn't be able to confirm it. In other words, electrode two was too far from the neuron. That distance was 60 nanometers. Without getting further into the weeds, the fact is that 60 nanometers means it would have to be inside, not outside the skull. At the very least, the electrodes would need to reside underneath the skull. And that's exactly what they're going to do. The electrodes, along with a small receiver, will be fitted underneath the skull. No, you won't have an antenna sticking out of your head, and no, poles are not impaling your brain. 
Stick out your index finger and try to imagine the chip resting on top. You'll realize just how small it is. It's certainly smaller than the AirPods I have in my ears right now, which fire signals back and forth with my brain caught in the crossfire. The cylindrical encasing it'll be placed in is eight millimeters in diameter and stands four millimeters tall. Coming out of the encasing will be 1,024 tiny little electrodes that look like microscopic threads. When I say tiny, we're looking at approximately six nanometers in diameter. To compare, imagine the diameter of your hair and then divide that diameter by 10. It's so small that something as comparatively large as a human hand just won't be able to install it on the brain. And that's why Neuralink created a robot surgeon too. This robot has the ability to make the precise movements necessary to install the threads into your brain. It sounds like a simple task, but at the small scale that the threads are, it becomes a task that's about as complicated as landing a space rocket safely back on Earth, something Musk is all too familiar with. Max Hodak, president of Neuralink says, these things are really, really small. You really can't manipulate them with your hand. The threads are peeled off one at a time by the robot and placed into the brain. So we had to build a surgical robot. The surgery is not possible without the robot. Well, that's because at that scale, there are other factors it has to consider. For example, breathing and heartbeat. Both are involuntary. Sure, a person who's not under complete sedation could try to hold his or her breath for the hour-long procedure, but can he or she really hold a heartbeat? I don't think anyone would recommend that. You might wonder if poking the brain will just end up in massive headaches from the pain, but the answer is no. First of all, the brain does not have any pain receptors, so you won't feel anything. Second of all, the electrodes are so thin. If the hair analogy isn't visual enough, think of it like this. Those electrodes are thinner than a mosquito's proboscis, that long needle that comes out of it when it tries to suck your blood. The inner part of a mosquito's mouth, the labium, is around 40 nanometers in diameter compared to the electrodes six nanometers in diameter. And when was the last time you felt a mosquito biting you? The Neuralink surgical robot takes the variables into account when identifying the right areas to place each electrode, minimizing the likelihood of hitting a blood vessel, which would not be good for the brain. The part that's outside the brain. Having a bionic super brain chip robotically implanted in your head is something that most of us would consider a once in a lifetime experience. Musk and his team, want to keep it that way. Software updates are already inconvenient and always happen whenever we don't want them to. The idea of having to make a trip to the local neurosurgeon every time the software wants to run an update takes away a glimpse of the appeal that having a super brain might bring. So a large piece of Neuralink resides outside the skull as a wearable behind your ear. This wearable, called the Link, houses the software as well as the battery. This way, when you're at 5% battery life, you can just remove the device to recharge. Same with software updates. The process happens on the link. 
What Neuralink wants to be. It wants to be a computer inside everyone's brain. One we don't have to carry around in our hands and that's undetectable in use. While Elon Musk probably likes the idea of helping out paraplegics, nothing seems to tickle him more than giving our future AI overlords a good kick below the belt. And he believes Neuralink will deliver that blow. In the unmeasurable future, he sees Neuralink's brain chip as an elective surgery. This means it won't be covered by insurance in the United States. Sorry, that last sentence was irrelevant and a sarcastic jab at the joke that is American healthcare, but in all seriousness, what it means is that people will want it, not need it. It may become more common around the world than plastic surgery, with the exception of Beverly Hills. Elon Musk says, Neuralink is not a mandatory thing. This is a thing you can choose to have if you want. This is something I think will be really important at a civilization level scale. Interestingly enough, Musk says that Neuralink won't be mandatory, although if every other person around you has a brain the speed of a quantum computer, you might need one for yourself if you want to compete for whatever jobs there might still be for humans at that time. With the assistance of Neuralink though, John Connor, uh, I mean Musk, believes that we still stand a chance against inevitable Skynet what Neuralink can become. Well, from a capitalist perspective, bigger than Apple or any other existing tech giant, except maybe Amazon, because otherwise, where would we go to shop with our minds? Why do you need, for example, an iPhone or an Apple Watch? Actually, why do you even need an Apple Watch right now? The success of Neuralink will change the trajectory of future innovation. What once seemed quite innovative and still beyond reach, such as augmented reality glasses, now seems a bit outdated when imagining a future with Neuralink. But Neuralink can go far beyond the novelties of augmented reality space invaders. For example, telepathy is not that far-fetched anymore. After all, the signals being received by the electrodes can be wirelessly transmitted to electronic devices and the link earpiece itself is an electronic device. Transferring the messages from one link device to another would be akin to airdropping images between iPhones. Add in a little bit of quantum entanglement and maybe we can make some telepathic phone calls to our Martian families. At this point in time, Neuralink's technology probably won't be able to create full sentences from the little firings in your neurons but it can be trained to translate certain firing patterns into maybe images or single words. And this type of feature can be improved over time. The speed of communication will also improve. Right now, when I'm typing, the speed at which I communicate is limited to the speed at which my fingers can gracefully traverse planet QWERTY. When I'm using my phone, it's how fast my thumbs can weave. Even when I'm speaking, I can only speak so quickly before I get tongue twisted. But a mind's thoughts are instant. Neuralink may eventually be able to communicate these thoughts and transcribe them into instant communication faster than the words can leave my mouth. Another, more edgy use can be a replacement for drugs. Let's talk about the more acceptable recreational ones. You wouldn't need to drink coffee, smoke cigarettes, or drink alcohol anymore in order to get 
those effects. Those businesses may end up in the industry graveyard, replaced by an app version available for 99 cents, or maybe 50 accounting for inflation by that time. Other, more illicit ones can be abused as well, in a digital manner. This potential does raise questions about how Neuralink intends to regulate the use of its software, including third-party development. Right now, though, governments seem to be busy handling Facebook's Libra, so it's a concern they'll have to deal with at a later date. Future concerns. Talking about concerns, there's a list of that too. Ransomware, a virus that locks your computer's files and deletes them one by one until you pay a ransom, usually in Bitcoin, is a serious threat to computer networks today. Now imagine that on your brain. Hacking, software bugs, and hardware defects could be a threat to your daily life. In the less distant future, Another concern is Neuralink's ability to not only read signals, but fire its own. It's essentially able to do work on behalf of your neurons. But the brain is very sensitive. It changes throughout an entire lifetime in response to different stimuli, including chemicals and how neurons communicate with each other. Adding Neuralink into the equation could change how our brains develop. Neuralink is undeniably an innovative project one expected of Elon Musk. His tendency to focus on the future rather than the perceived limitations in existence today guides others to see the strong potential of this technology or technologies like this one. I'm very eager to imagine more of what it'll bring for the future of human intelligence. Will I try version one? At this point, probably not, but I can't speak for future me. Hey everyone. Just wanted to say that if you like learning about AI or intelligence, follow me on my podcast, available on SoundCloud and Spotify. If you enjoyed what you just learned, show some love by sharing. And if you have any questions, you can ask me through Worth It. It's linked on my profile.